self-sabotage. It's like sitting on the branch of a tree and cutting the branch out from under us so that we fall. It is literally going after what we want in life. And then as soon as we're about to get it, we sabotage everything. It shows up over and over again in humans, in relationships, in work, in health. It is a major problem. And as soon as you learn to get past this obstacle, your life's going to get a lot better. So today we're going to talk about what to do when you're scared and self-sabotaging. Let's go. How do you use the power of marketing to build a life you don't need a vacation from? If you want the answer, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit digitalnomad.com slash podcast. So if you're listening to the podcast, welcome back. I know it's been a while. If you're on YouTube, I see you out there. And today I want to talk about self-sabotage because I have a student in the WFA group where we teach people how to start a work from anywhere ad agency and get their first paying client. And he said he's gone out there and he's gotten a couple clients and he's making progress and he's starting to feel himself self-sabotage. He's starting to feel himself talk himself out of it. So he's starting to have success and in his mind, he's just rationalizing why he shouldn't continue. It's starting to not feel safe. And this idea of feeling safe is really huge when it comes to self-sabotage. Generally, we're going to sabotage what we're doing because our conscious mind is saying, this is what I want. I want to make more money. I want to get paying clients. I want to quit my job. I want to do all this. And the subconscious mind is saying, what are you crazy? This is horrible. And we're going to end up dead, basically. And that is because the subconscious mind exists to keep us safe, not to self-actualize. It is the conscious mind that self-actualizes and the unconscious mind that will sabotage us every step of the way. There's a great book by Gay Hendricks out there called The Big Leap, which is about when we level up, we cut ourselves back down because we're not comfortable at that next step. So we need to figure out how to unravel that self-sabotage, how to get out of our own way and stop stomping on the gas with our other foot on the brake at the same time. Now, one thing that you have to understand is that humans are basically computers that are pre-programmed to act and behave a certain way. Like 90-something percent of our thoughts and behaviors are habitual and they're repetitive and they're the same every single day. So we're basically operating on autopilot, some of us more than others, but even the most woke of us is largely on autopilot. We don't understand ourselves. Even if we think that we do, you would be surprised at how much is hidden from yourself. So... The number one thing here to do is one, acknowledge that we don't understand all of our behavior. Otherwise, we would have exactly what we want in life. Um, And two, be open to the idea that we're going to have to ask questions about why we're behaving the way that we are. And so this guy in the group, number one, he's doing awesome. He's going out there, he's getting results. And two, he's bringing it to the surface when he's starting to feel scared and self-sabotage. So that's that's the best first step is like bring it to the surface, make it conscious. Don't let it just fester in the back of your mind. Go tell somebody that you're feeling that way. If you're going to sabotage your relationship or your health or your family um, or your business or your work, go tell somebody that's how you're feeling. Sometimes even just getting it out can bring it into the light and you can make a different choice. The next thing is we have to reprogram ourselves, okay? Like I said, we're basically computers operating on autopilot. Some people think we don't even have any free will at all. Uh, There's a whole nature versus nurture battle. And I can tell you that it is both. Both of those things affect you, but you can create new inputs. You can basically, if we think of it like a software program, you can install a new software program through your environmental inputs. So that means you have to get around people who think and behave differently than you do. because. Something I had to learn the hard way was all of my beliefs have led me to exactly where I am today. 
If I'm not getting what I want in relationships or in health or in business, it's because I have beliefs that are false that have led me to where I am. Everything is just cause and effect. So I have to reprogram my beliefs and I have to behave as a successful person would behave. So I basically have to step out of myself and do what is, does not come naturally to me. So a lot of people think, you know, you should trust yourself. You should feel it in your gut. And they're talking about the subconscious. And again, this, you should trust your gut if it's a matter of personal safety. If you're physically in harm's way, you should trust your gut. Again, the subconscious is very good at keeping you safe. When you should not trust yourself is when you're trying to get a result you've never gotten before. Because again, you're going to behave in ways that are safe. And that's historically the way that you've behaved in the past. And you're going to keep getting those same results you've been getting unless you're willing to feel unsafe. And again, I'm talking about I'm talking about career risks. I'm talking about relationship risks, psychic risks. I'm not talking about physical risks. So don't take this to mean that you should go out there and behave dangerously. But one of my favorite episodes of Seinfeld is an episode in which George is getting really down on himself. He's like living with his parents. He lost his job. He's feeling like a total loser. And he's realizing that his natural intuition is creating the worst possible results for himself. And so if you're not getting the results you want in life, it's possible you're doing this to yourself too. I've certainly done it to myself plenty of times. So in this episode, George decides he's going to do the opposite of what he would normally do. So there's a beautiful woman sitting over at the lunch counter and Jerry and Elaine tell him to go talk to her. And he goes, I'm not going to go talk to her. What would a woman like that do with a balding man who lives with his parents and has no job? And then he realizes that's my default reaction. That's got me exactly to where I am today. And he says, I'm going to go do it. And he goes over and he talks to the woman and you're going to have to watch the rest of the episode to understand how doing the opposite of what you normally do can get you the results that you're after if you haven't been able to get it. Now, this is something that stops people from getting to that point is that let's say that you start a new business, you start feeling unsafe, you start feeling more exposed because having a business does make you more exposed. You, you are more at risk. There are more people depending on you. You do have more responsibilities. So let's say you start feeling unsafe. You might rationalize why you should go back to your nine to five. You might come with all sorts of great reasons why you should get out of there. And again, it's not just business. Let's say you're avoidant in relationships and you've been seeing someone for too long it's possible you're going to start to rationalize why you should leave that person. You're going to start to find flaws in them. You're going to start to find all sorts of good reasons why you should be single again when subconsciously it's because you're afraid of being enmeshed with somebody. I know it's getting into relationship theory, but the point is we do this in all areas of our lives and we have to admit to ourselves that maybe our rationalizations are bullshit. Maybe they're made up. And again, they might feel like the most real thing to you in your body, but just question it. Just say, what if... What if this reason for quitting this business isn't real? What if I'm doing it to stay safe? And then say, okay, well then how would I act instead? And this is where the concept of believability comes in. So this is a great book by Ray Dalio called Principles. And Ray Dalio runs one of the biggest hedge funds in the world. He's a multi-multi-billionaire and he's made a study his, his entire life of studying people and how they behave and how they act, how to build organizations and why people the public and within his organization act the way they do. And he talks about believability and believability is basically the idea that if you want to get rich, you can't take advice from people who are not rich. You can't take advice from people who haven't done what you want to do. If you want to get six pack abs, you cannot take advice from somebody who's 50 pounds overweight, even if it sounds great. And so 
you know, you know this, you've heard this. People are going to give you advice about how to make money. People that have no idea how to make money. And you have to understand that their weighted believability, the chance that they're correct about this is very low. Now, there's one exception to this. If people are trending in the right direction, you might want to listen to them. But if they've never gotten the results in their life, you basically should do the opposite of what they say. So if your family tells you you shouldn't start a business because uh, you're not going to make any money and they've never started a successful business and you want to get rich and they've never been rich, you should basically do the opposite of what they say because they have no weighted believability. Now, if you go out there and you talk to somebody who's built you know, 10 different multi-million dollar businesses, they have a very high believability. If you're trying to get six-pack abs, you go out there and you talk to somebody who has got six-pack abs, then they lost them, then they got them back again. They have believability because they have repeatedly gotten the result that you are after. So we're going to want to use the power of an alter ego here, and we're going to want to do what that person would do in this situation. So there's the, the phrase, what would Jesus do? Now, this is not a religious talk. I'm not religious. But this caught on, it was so popular because it allowed people to easily model the behavior of someone they admired. We can use the same thing in um, what's called the alter ego effect. So I once had an executive coach and he said, pick out somebody that you admire and write down their principles. So I picked Bruce Lee at the time and I wrote down the things that I really admired about Bruce Lee, his discipline, um, his ability to master things, repetition, all these characteristics that I really admired that had gotten him the results that he got. And then we would go into a situation that I was unsure about or not getting the results that I was after. And I would say, you know, what would Bruce Lee do in this situation? And then I would try to act and behave in that way. And so that's going to be unnatural to me. It's going to feel unsafe. It's going to feel unnatural, but I'm doing it because I'm modeling the behavior of somebody with high believability. So when we're getting scared and we want to act the way that our mind is telling us, we have to realize we have very low believability in the situation. If we're rationalizing our behavior in business and not getting the results that we want, we have to admit to ourselves that we're probably not only wrong, but completely wrong. And we should do the opposite of what we should think we should do. So we have to do something called act as if. Act how your most successful self would be. If you're in business, um, and you're having a hard time taking action because you're self-sabotaging, you're stopping yourself from taking action. See, what would the version of me that's already making $10,000 a month do in this situation? What would the version of me who's already making a million dollars a year do in this situation? You know, So I, I was stuck a couple of years ago at a plateau in my business, making about six figures in revenue. And I couldn't get past that. And I thought, what would the version of me who's already running a million dollar business do? They would hire somebody for support. I didn't feel like I was ready to hire somebody. It felt scary and like too much exposure, like I was taking on greater risk, but that I knew if I was already making a million dollars that I would definitely hire someone to do support so that I could focus on revenue generating activities. Now, sometimes we put the cart before the horse. We confuse cause and effect. So by doing that, by hiring someone to do support, and then I could focus on revenue generating activities, even though I didn't want to do it till I made the million dollars, by doing it ahead of time, I ended up making the million dollars. So we often have to do the thing we don't want to do that we know we would do at a later stage. And we always say, I'll do it when, I'll do it when. We have to do it now if we want to get that result. So if you're experiencing self-sabotage, you have to first bring it out into the open, make it conscious, tell it to somebody else. Sometimes that's enough. Next, you have to admit that your rationalizations around what, how you want to behave could be completely wrong. After that, find somebody with high believability, somebody who's gotten the result that you're after over and over again, and then ask yourself, what would this person do in this situation? Write it down on a piece of paper. It's not enough to think about it. 
Pick somebody that you admire that's gotten great results in this area of life and say, what would this person do in this situation? And if you know them personally, you can call them up, you can ask them. If you don't know them, that's okay. You can imagine. You can have an imaginary counsel in your head, write down exactly what you think they would do, then go out there and make yourself do it. Now, at this point, you're going to hit a physical block. You might physically not be able to do it. This is like, let's say um, a guy wants to go talk to a beautiful woman. And he wants so badly to go talk to her. He knows that his friend who's really good with women would just go right up and talk to her. And he can't get himself to do it. Why? Because his body is going to stop him. He's going to freeze. That is a nervous system response to help us survive in the face of danger. Okay? We have fight, flight, or freeze. So if you're going to freeze in this situation, it's because you're trying to avoid the negative outcome. Now, if this man reframes it and he says, it is my goal to be rejected by that woman rather than gain her approval, right? Because that's what he's afraid of. That's why he won't go talk to her. He's afraid he'll be rejected and humiliated. If he switches it and he goes, it is my goal to be rejected and humiliated by that woman. Guess what? That takes away all the power and he goes out there and makes it his goal. And what do you think happens? He walks up and he's confident because he's going after what he was scared for and he's going to get a good outcome. So years ago, I'll be super scared to spend tons of money on ads. I would be so terrified if I scaled to $1,000 a day in ad spend that I would lose all my money and go broke forever and I wouldn't make any sales. So guess what I did? I made it my goal to go out there and lose $1,000 a day in ads. Again, the thing that I most don't want, I make it my goal and I go after it. I call it fear goals, fear goals. And I do this constantly. I have a morning review. I have all of my fear goals, all the things that I'm afraid of. I write it down and... Then I make that my actual goal. And again, don't do this with anything that puts you in physical harm, but if it's psychological, there's a very good chance that when you go off your fear goal, you're going to get the thing that you wanted in the first place. So, you know, maybe I lost a little bit of money on ads, but by sticking with it, I uncovered the key to growing profitably. Okay. It's that breakthrough where we have to go after the thing that we scare, we are scared of most in order to ascend to a new level. So for this person who's, who's, you know, he's feeling unsafe in his business, he's feeling scared um, that it's not as secure as a job. I hate to say it, but psychologically, what you have to do is you have to go after that fear that it's unsafe, that it's not as secure. Your goal is to not have as much security. That's what you got to make it. Because in the beginning of business, you are going to have less security than a job. And if you resist that, you're just going to self-sabotage. You're going to rationalize it to yourself. You're going to wake up in five years. You're exactly where you started. And then you remember, oh, wait, I wanted a different life than this. But if you go after that insecurity, I want to be less secure than I was before because that's what I'm most afraid of. Guess what you'll probably find on the other side of that? Security. Okay? Because you'll take the risk to actually increase your earning potential, make way more money and have way more security. There's a Buddhist saying, what we resist persists. Stop resisting, go after it head on, make it your fear goal, write it down, model somebody you like, and that's going to help you break past your self-sabotage. Again, if you don't know where to start, go tell someone where you think you might be self-sabotaging. Write it down on a piece of paper if you have no one to talk to. Model somebody, make a fear goal. Go out there, get it. The thing you're most afraid of, you'll get the opposite of it, okay? I don't know if you noticed this. We create the circumstances that we resist the hardest. If we're so scared of losing money that we'll never start a business or invest in ourselves, where do we end up? Completely broke. That's what we're afraid of in the first place. Okay, if we're so scared of being alone, 
that we have anxiety around every single person we date or that we have a friendship with because we're scared they'll leave us. Guess what happens? People don't tend to bond with people who are that insecure and we end up alone. So again, it's like a cruel cosmic joke that we get the thing that we resist the most in life. If you just switch your mindset to go head on for the thing that you're resisting, instead of resisting it, you'll get the opposite. You'll get what you want. That's all for today. It's great to be back on the Work From Anywhere podcast and back on the YouTube channel. Throw in the comments. Was this helpful? Was this hard to follow? Are you going to put this in practice in your own life? Maybe go out there and try it and throw in the comments how it worked out. I would love to hear it. Until next time, it's Christian Martin. See you on the next one. How do you use the power of marketing to build a life you don't need a vacation from? If you want the answer plus free resources just for podcast listeners, visit digitalnomad.com slash podcast. We'll see you next time.